Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. Today is Teachable Tuesday, so let's get down to business. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, how seeing value increases value. And it's just really taking a moment to stop. And we're going to put some different lenses on today. I want us to be able to look at how we really view um, individuals, situations, places, things, um, and just be really honest with ourselves. But how do we value those things? And what is it that makes us value those things the way that we do? Um, We're going to get into our thought process. And so I want to start here with um, just a couple of examples. We're really just going to talk today and um, and just see where this goes because um, this is one of those subjects that can really shift your mindset and the way that you think um, about different situations in, maybe in your life, in your business, um, in every area. And so let's just get to it. So let me start by asking you a question. Have you ever looked at something and you said, like, wow, um, that gold pendant must be very valuable? You know, you see someone wearing a necklace and you're like, that that looks like it it's really valuable, maybe just unique, um, old, antique. Or, whoa, um, that person must be wealthy. You see them, you see the way they're dressed, you see, you know, um, the shoes, the brands that they're wearing. And you just immediately think that they're a wealthy person. Um, that rock over there looks like it's worth a pretty penny, meaning uh, maybe a stone in a ring or a pendant. Um, or that dress, that dress must have cost a fortune. Oh my goodness, I can't, I, I can't even imagine what that person spent on that dress. And so you're asking all these questions. You're looking at people. This is, um, you know, people watching you. If you ever just sat down, you just people watch and you and you try to size up, not on purpose, um, but you sit there and you just try to size up an individual by the way that they appear. Sometimes we find out that it's not really, you know, what we think uh, on the inside. And so when we go back to those four different examples, can you imagine that you're 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 thinking of these things only to find out that the pendant that you thought was so valuable was really only gold-plated. Or maybe the person who appeared wealthy, they were actually sky-high in um, credit card debt and everything else. Maybe the rock turned out to be a cubic zirconia, you know, an imitation stone. And the dress, well, that dress was actually from American Eagle. And so... Um, the last, the last example that I gave is actually a true story. And, um, let me share that with you just for a moment to see, you can see where I'm, what I'm talking about. But it was about 20 plus years ago, uh, from this date, about 22 years ago. Um, I actually took my bridesmaids out shopping to find the perfect dress for them to wear. Something that would fit all of them perfectly, you know, that would look good, that they would appreciate, that they would feel comfortable in. Um, and so we were walking the mall and we're searching for every store that had formal wear, um, you know, evening gowns, anything like that. And so if you've ever had to plan a wedding, ladies, um, you know how frustrating it can get. And so we were just all over that mall that day and we weren't finding anything. And so, um, 
actually one of my girls wanted to run into the American Eagle store that was there and uh, just to say hi to one of her friends who happened to be working that day. And so we were waiting outside, just kind of chit-chatting, and she came running out so excited, saying that she had found the perfect dress, and it was exactly the right color that we needed and everything. And so, of course, you know, we went in there, and I was kind of like an American Eagle, really? Okay. And so when we walked in, she took us all the way to the back, and hanging in the back, on the back wall, was a perfect, perfect fit and color and style of a dress um, that we had already been thinking of, talking about. I mean, it was just right there. If you could have seen something illuminated from heaven, you know, see the dress and just be like, wow, that's it. That That is perfect. And this dress was just right under $50. So you better believe we celebrated. And my girls started trying on the dress. It was gorgeous. I mean, I couldn't believe it. We could not believe it. And so, and at that time, 20 plus years ago, $50 was a lot of money, especially to a bunch of teenagers. I mean, we were all probably within that 17 to 19 age, um, 20, maybe 20 years old. So that was a big deal. I mean, we could not believe we had found this dress for $50. So the point in that is that sometimes we can get so caught up in the amount or the cost of something, but the true value lies in what we see, right? And I want to give you an everyday definition of what value is. It says the monetary, it is the monetary worth of something. Now that's what we've learned over time. It's what we use to place value on something or someone. So I want to I want to share one more scenario real quick with you. Now in that last scenario, we were talking mostly about you know uh, possessions, and I want to take it now to looking at an individual, the way that we view individuals. So it, and going back to that people, um, people watching, you know, we sit and we size someone up based off of how they look. And so um, think about this one. So there's two people in this scenario. The first person uh, went to university. Um, They might hold three different degrees and on top of that, a master's degree. But But the other person never even finished high school. So if you have the one person standing on one side and, and they are, they went all the way through, they have three different degrees a master's degree, um, they are done. They have worked hard. They have finished the race. They are done with their schooling and they have all their credentials. And then you have one person over here who didn't even graduate high school. Which one is of more value? Which person, and I'm speaking more in, I guess, the world's eyes in how we have been trained to view these individuals, which one would be of more value? But let's go ahead and take a deeper dive into their personal lives so we can get a little more of the picture of what we don't see on the outside. The first person, along with all their degrees and schooling, also has at least $100,000 or more in loan debt, and they have not even started their career. But it's promising. 
it is a promising career because they went to school and they have all this knowledge, all this education, all these credentials, certificates, whatever it is they need to prove that they have been well-trained in what it is that they want to do. But it's just promising. They don't have the career yet. They don't have the job, the position, but they're done. However, the second person who didn't finish high school, he had a very amazing business idea. I mean, his creative mind was just rolling. And so this idea, um, he may have obtained like maybe in his junior year of high school, um, but his family fell on hard times. And so at some point he had to drop out to help his family with finances But during that time, he didn't let go of this dream and this idea. And so as he's at home and working maybe a couple of jobs, he's still working on this idea. And so eventually he creates a clothing line. Now, he takes that clothing line and he utilizes free platforms. And he partners with these platforms so that he can build an online store. And so his focus is, let me just find whatever free resource I can find because I don't want to take away from my family. I need to be able to help them to survive. But I still have this idea there's got to be something or some way or someone that can help me. And so I'm just going to research and study and do everything that I can to make this happen. And so you fast forward and now they own their own company. They handle their own production through these platforms. And they're also bringing in an annual revenue of at least a million dollars in sales. So which one appears more valuable now? And I want you to really think about that. Which person is now valuable? The one that has $100,000 in debt or the one that's making a million dollars? Now remember, the millionaire never even graduated, graduated high school. But the one that is carrying all the debt has all the degrees and he has worked so hard. He or she has worked so hard to get to where they're at. So which one is more valuable now? But here's the real question. We're not going to ask the same question that everybody else always wants to ask. We're not going to continue to ask who has more value, who is, um, who is a better candidate. But the real question is, Has either one of them lost any value? Have they gained value? And so now we're asking the questions around, all the way around. Has either one of them lost any value? And have they gained value? Each one of them is valuable. They are as valuable as the value they place in the things or the businesses that they engage in in every day. I want you to hear that. Each of them is as valuable as the value they place in the things or the businesses that they engage in every single day. The true value is what you see within. What are they capable of achieving? Looking at these two people, what are they capable of achieving? What are the potential skills that I see or that you may see in these individuals? What's the quality of the value? Not the quantity, but the quality. 
So I want to talk to the business owners real quick right now. And then, and then I want to shift into, um, those that maybe employees or maybe you're building your business. But employers, when you know your employees, and I mean like through true relationship with them, and we've talked about this for several weeks now, true relationship with the people who work with you and who they are beyond your company. Who are they as an individual, not just as your employee, but beyond what it is that they do on a daily basis for you? You will begin to see the quality of value that they already possess. And guess what? Sometimes you see it before they do. So it's what I said at the very beginning. When you see value, value increases. Give people something good to live up to. Something great. And they usually will. And this actually goes right back to um, where we started at the beginning. Uh, I believe episode maybe two or four where we were talking about giving leadership. When you begin to, to give value, you see value. When you see value, value increases. And so shifting over to the, um, the employees, if you're working for somebody, what kind of value are you bringing to that company? Maybe there was a, a situation where there was a value in you that you discovered through an employer. Because they saw something in you. You know, you're building your, if you're building your business, what is the value that you see in your business to provide that service or whatever it is that you are, are creating for your customer? What is the value in it? Know that value. And then those people who come to help you build that vision, see the value in them. And we have to get to a point where we, we begin to trust one another. I know it's hard because when you have a business or a project or something, you just, you, you have to be a part of every part of that thing to make sure that it runs smoothly, to make sure that it is exactly the vision that you saw. But at some point we have to begin to hand over, um, that task or that job or that position and trust someone because you want them to continue to grow with you. Now, when I talk about, um, you may be able to see the value in someone before they even see it. There was, um, the very beginning of my, my career. And this is, I'm going way back to when I first graduated high school. A lot of youth today, and maybe even back then, um, in high school was usually when we, we get our first job. High school is when, um, you know, we're excited to start making that money. My, my life was a little different. I was so involved in church and ministry and just wanting to, you know, be with the, the youth ministry and go and do, um, productions and performances and just that creative stuff. And so I didn't get my, I didn't have that first job offered to me, I should say, until, um, after I graduated. And it was, it was during the time, let me back up. It was right before I was going to graduate. Um, one of the ladies in the, in our church, we were actually starting a school on the campus, um, on the, the property and, um, the first, one of the first charter schools in Texas. And she just approached me one day and said, Hey, how would you like to be our PE coach? And I'm like, okay. 
I had no idea what to do with coaching or with kids, but I knew that I could be creative and I knew that I could figure it out. And so I jumped on that job. And as soon as I graduated high school, the very next um, fall, I had my summer off and the very next fall we started. And I taught PE that whole first year and it was one of the best, most memorable experiences that I ever had. Just being out there in that field with the kids, you know, um, playing kickball and, and having fun. And then my brain started to go, what else can I do with these kids? What is something that we can have that is structured, that is creative, that is not just out here, you know, playing sports and all that is fun, but let's incorporate something new. And so I chose to select one day and I dedicated it to dance. And when I tell you that was the best day of the week, the kids could not wait for that day because it was a day that we were going to go out on the basketball court and we were going to start choreographing, you know, to different songs and music. Um, They were able to perform for the church services on some nights. I mean, it was just so encouraging and motivating and exciting. Now, during that time, um, as I'm teaching these kids dance and we're still going outside and playing and we're doing all other kinds of, you know, physical activity stuff, um, during my breaks, I would go and visit with the art teacher because I loved art. I loved drawing. I loved doing things. So I would take the time that I had off and I would go and spend time with her and her kids doing art. Now, I didn't know anything about being an art teacher except for what I saw. And so I remember one day her saying that she was going to be moving to the position as the elementary principal and they needed someone to fill the art teacher position. I had no degree. I had never even stepped foot into a college campus. This was a charter school, so we were allowed to teach as long as we were in the process of getting our degree. So needless to say, I had to start some type of evening classes to show that I was actually going to school to teach. And she says, why don't you be the art teacher? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, same feeling I had when they offered me the PE coach position. I had no idea what to do. But when I tell you, I spent the entire summer writing up lesson plans and coming up with ideas of different things to teach the kids in class. And, you know, that following year and for the next five years, my classroom was the dirtiest class on campus. Nobody ever wanted to come in and mop and, and buff the floors. I was in a, in a um, portable building, but that's okay. My walls were covered with art. I mean, it was a art exhibit up in there. And those kids had so much fun. And this at this point, I had elementary through high school. And so it was all levels. And those were the best years of my life in teaching and my first job in seeing that even something that I was not professionally trained or skilled to do, I had the passion and I had that, that excitement. These were the things that I loved doing. I loved dancing. I loved art. And so when someone else saw the value in me, they saw what it was that I had a passion for. They didn't look to see what kind of degrees I held or how much training I had. They just saw the passion. They trusted me. 
And those would become the years that would teach me so much about myself and launch me into the place where I am today. And there have been several other jobs in between there, you know, jobs that were on purpose and jobs that were not. When I mean on purpose and not, meaning a part of my purpose. There, there were jobs in between where you just had to do what you needed to do, you know, to make ends meet or to have finances. And we begin to learn to identify those. But just because they weren't on purpose doesn't mean that you weren't able to add value. And so every place that I was in, my desire was to add value in those places. So I want to just remind you today that when you give people something good to live up to, they usually will. When you show them that you trust them, when you show them that you believe in them, most likely they begin to believe in themselves. They begin to see something about themselves that they never knew before. Or maybe they begin to see something again that they knew before because someone had told them or had showed them, but they forgot about it. So no matter if you're an employee of somebody else, a business owner, someone building their business, remember this, put on the lenses today that are going to help you to view and see value in everything rather than seeing the value that the world holds in those people, those individuals, those things, those places, those positions. You see value in those things. You find the value in what it is that you're doing. And you know what it is that you need to be connected to. And if you have employees that are not quite sure if they're in the right place, begin to see the value in them and tell them. And that way they will be able to, in return, find that passion and do an even greater job at what they're doing, even if it's not their permanent place. It's a seasonal thing. They're still going to give so much more because they saw that you trusted them and you saw the value in them. So I want to leave you with a couple of questions to be very honest with yourself and think about these things throughout the day, throughout the week, and see how you can apply them as well to the people who do work for you if you are a business owner. But what is your value and your worth? And you got to be honest with yourself. This is between you and you. What is your value and your worth? Do you know that? Have you ever been undervalued in a job? And if you were undervalued, how did this affect you? How did this affect the way that you worked, your daily tasks, the things that you had to get done? Feeling undervalued, what were you able to accomplish? And then you look at the opposite. Have you ever felt completely valued in a position or a job? And when you felt completely valued, how did that affect the way that you completed your task or your job for that day and then you have scenarios like this but moments where you felt like you could add value but you didn't exactly know how or you felt like people didn't notice the value in you or you felt like you were being um, pressed down and not given the opportunity to show value there are so many different situations that we find ourselves in on a daily basis But what are we going to do? If you know the value in you, act on it. If you know the value in others, pull it out. Be that person that adds value. And I'm talking about massive value to everything that you do, no matter if it is your job or in your personal life. Add value everywhere you go. Every conversation, every person, 
because someone out there needs to know that they are valuable. You need to know that you are valuable. So pull that into your personal life, your business life, and watch things grow and move. And so that is it for me today, you guys. I just wanted to remind you that you are valuable. And when you see value, you increase in value. So thank you for joining me today. Have a wonderful day. And I will see you back here for Faith Field Friday. God bless.